Welcome everyone. It's great to see you arriving. And uh, as other friends arrive, let's um, have our usual uh, sitting for uh, 10 minutes. Thank you very much.
Let's say the verse of the road together, please. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Welcome everyone, thank you for being here today. Um, I think perhaps because um, we were together last week, um, I had a very felt sense of you as, um, as a community as I prepared to uh, meet you today in maybe a way that's uh, deepening from, from previous um, times we've been together. So it's, it's very wonderful to, uh, to be with you this evening. And I hope um, however long your day has been so far, there have been opportunities for some wonder and for seeing into the mystery which we explored last week. This afternoon, I went to feed um, my son Benedict's cats and in the kitchen he'd left this note. If you have a moment, Wolfie and Francis do love to play with the rope and boxes in the living room and on the stairs. It helps them to find peace. And uh, he is very, he's very funny and I found that um, a, a kind of delightful moment um, in the day to uh, to play with his cats and to feel the resonance of his of his note and uh, something that um, allowed me to open to peace recently was a meeting between uh, Monty Don and Shunmo Masuno and Monty Don is a renowned broadcaster and gardener in the UK and Shunmo Masuno is a Japanese monk and a garden designer and, uh, and a very well-known and uh, um, accomplished garden designer. He has been called Japanese, Japan's leading garden designer. And one of the things I was noted that he said recently is Zen is based on teachings that are fundamentally about how humans can live in this world. So Shanmo Masuno has created a garden um, with sand and rocks and plants on a station roof in Tokyo. And uh, Monty Don was um, uh, doing a program about uh, Japanese gardens and he met Shunmyo Masuno for a brief interview. It maybe was five minutes. And I was really delighted and pleased to have seen this um, interview because it's opened something to me which has stayed with me in the weeks since I uh, heard it, since I witnessed it. So in this garden on the roof of Tokyo Station, you could hear the noise and bustle of the world beneath it and around it, but inside the garden there was a a wonderful feeling of, of peace. And uh, Monty Don asked Shunmo Masuno um, why he created it. And he said, well, people live very busy um, and frantic lives, and we need to create places where they can find uh, tranquility and recreation and restoration. And he said, um, how do you decide to arrange the stones 
and he said, I always communicate with each stone. The, said, the stone said to me, it's okay, this angle, this position. And the next uh, question, which you could almost miss if you didn't really attend to it, Monty Don said, and what about the vending machine in the corner? And in the corner of this beautiful garden was a modern vending machine. And Shunmyo Masuno said, I accept, I accept, with a, almost a small bow. And I was really struck by what it is to accept this life uh, moment to moment um, for small things which may feel are not our preference, a vending machine in a beautiful garden. Something that as we move through this life, we we find difficult sometimes, the very small things. And then, of course, the really, really big things that we explored last week. What is it to accept my past and the present and my future? And we explored how last week, sometimes we look back and it's very easy to attribute failures as failures rather than openings into the mystery or to understanding or to relationship. And um, I've been using this practice to bow to things that happen to me each day, which I may, may not be my preference. And it's really interesting what happens when I say, I accept, and I, I then move towards whatever it is I'm accepting, whether it's something I have to do, or something I see, or something that worries me. Um, the whole range of things that each day we have thoughts and views about. The simplicity of saying, I accept. And part of my inquiry today is, what, what is it to say to our lives? I accept. I accept that happened. I accept this. I accept this thing I've agreed to do. It's a kind of embodiment in some ways of the practice we do in the Zendo. Take it out into the world and see what happens as an experiment. The... Um, this experience of seeing this, um, this film um, also impressed me that how much um, I'm drawn to presences. I'm very drawn to Shanmu Masuno's presence. So there was something about that five minute um, interview with him on the roof of a building where I would love to go and just be there and, and practice with this person. There's a drawing towards of some kind of energy that is being um, so beautifully embodied. And it reminded me about something that Suzuki Roshi said in Zen and Excitement. He said, if possible, try to always be calm and joyful and keep yourself from excitement. If your mind is calm and constant, you can keep yourself away from the noisy world, even though you are in the midst of it. In the midst of noise and change, your mind will be quiet and stable. So there's a number of aspects to that statement which really interests me. And one of them is, uh, what is excitement? Is he saying you should always keep yourself away from excitement and whatever that is. And in what ways is it possible to be always calm and joyful and keep yourself from excitement? So I've been carrying this, this statement around today. And I think it's really tempting to kind of grasp things when we, when we see this and we go, oh, right, okay, this, I should be this, I should be calm, and joyful and keep myself from excitement. When I have a mind which is often not calm and joyful and can get quite excited. But he goes on to say, 
If you become too busy and too excited, your mind becomes rough and ragged. So I did a little inquiry today with something I love watching, which is, which is tennis. And I like watching really good matches. And so as I was writing this, I went and looked at the highlights of the Wimbledon final this year between Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic, where there are the most amazing shots. And I find that exciting and enlivening and joyful. And I love watching skill. So I was kind of thinking, okay, is this the kind of excitement that I shouldn't be feeling? And I thought, no, this is, this is, there is a life in this. There is enjoyment and fullness in this experience. Um, so that was my first inquiry. The things that excite me, in what way are they really helpful? And in what way are they um, not helpful? When I thought about this statement, and quite a lot of the teachings, is they need breathing space around them um, to give them some space um, and to allow them to be met rather than kind of grasping them. And um, I thought, well, I'll take these teachings for a walk today. So I took the, the statement about being calm and joyful and not... Um, kind of allowing yourself to be overexcited into the town where I live. And I went into a cafe and I noticed how it was going and I noticed how people were. And I went into a very busy supermarket. It's half term here. And there were some very stressed looking parents and some quite um, agitated looking children in, in queues. And I watched for a while saying these words through through me and just noticing what opens up when I take a teaching for a walk. I was struck that Suzuki Roshi also says, building character is like making bread. Moderate temperature is needed. You know exactly what you need, but if you get too excited, you will forget how much temperature is good for you and you will lose your own way. So there's something about what he's saying is we, we all know what we need. We think we know what we need. And uh, moderate temperature is needed. And if I think about our experience in the Zendo, there's a kind of moderate temperature in that, in that we have um, a certain flow, a certain... Um, rituals. We know exactly what we need, but if we get too excited, we will forget how much temperature is good for us and we will lose our own way. Another thing that's really interests me is um, Suzuki Roshi talks about the, um, the noisy world. And of course, there are many places in our world that are noisy, which are full of uh, bustle. But I was very curious about the British philosopher Alain de Botton, who went to um, uh, Barbados uh, on a holiday, and he was full of difficult thoughts. He was in paradise, he was in a not-so-noisy world, and yet he was really curious that he and his wife had seen the brochures, they'd envisioned how the holiday was going to go and actually it really wasn't as he'd hoped. So he was curious about what draws us to uh, travel and he wrote a book called The Art of Travel where he explored all of the, um, the many people who have written about travel and the motivations for travel um, to explore the kind of um, yearning for paradise that does, isn't paradise. And so it impressed upon me that when I go into town with this, these words, I don't necessarily take myself, I take my mind. I take my mind for a walk into town 
to notice what happens in different situations and to try to sense what Suzuki Roshi is pointing out. He's leaving us clues and the rest is kind of up to us to explore and to inquire into. He leaves an inquiry each time he, he offers a teaching. There's um, a poem I, I saw many years ago, and as I was walking home um, from this experiment in town, I, I remembered it. It's called um, I Took My Mind a Walk. It's by a Scottish poet called Norman McCaig. He said, I took my mind a walk, or my mind took me a walk, whichever was the truth of it. The light glittered on the water, or the water glittered in the light. And then the, the poem is quite long, but the end is how extraordinary, how extraordinarily ordinary things are, like the nature of the mind and the process of observing. How extraordinarily ordinary things are, like the nature of the mind and the process of observing. And I'm also really curious um, what I do with a Dharma talk when I'm listening to one, when I'm reading one. And what you do, what do, what do you do? How is your mind observing what happens? And in what way is there a process that you go through when you think of, um, for example, the words of Suzuki Roshi? So I'm, I'm really fascinated by actually, do, do we actually turn towards what we're doing when we see a talk or read a talk? What do you do? I'm really curious. So if any of these um, themes around what is excitement, what is it to be calm and joyful? Uh, what is it to open to wonder? What is it to be in this noisy and busy world and actually to find a place of peace, as my son Ben said, with regard to the cats. Um, and how do you how do you relate to teachings? What do you do? What do you take home from it? So thank you very much. And if you're curious to explore this with me, I would love that. Thank you. Hello, Josh. So thank you for this talk. It has all elements of me moving, things moving in my body and in my mind and uh, in my emotions. I'm definitely going to get that book about travel because I love to travel. Um, I'll be gone from Austin five months this year traveling, mm -hmm. and it's out of curiosity. I am just so excited to see what I find when I get there. No expectation. I know Antarctica will be cold, um, but other than that, I don't know. Mm. Um, so I'll start by um, saying that I understand that words are slippery. And so we use certain words and we get images of what they mean. And when you were talking about an excited mind... What that took me to was, well, doesn't awe create excitement? Oh. And is that, is that a bad thing? Because there's so many places I go here in Austin, um, some mundane, some not so much. And I feel such a sense of awe. And I, um, I, I delight in the awe. And oh. as you, when you asked yourself, is this a bad thing? I don't think that all is. I think there are certain things um, that can be pitfalls. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we get into industriousness without really being in the moment of the activity. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that great energetic activity is the same as industriousness. So I'm just, I'm trying to sort through what is most slippery, which is words. Yeah, that's really, 
uh, resonates with 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 me and um i i kind of I kind of know what Suzuki Roche is getting at, I think, but I can't really put it into words. Um, and as somebody who does get excited about things and you know has that kind of energy sometimes of, of uh, and I, I think of his energy, you know, he, his energy was um, playful. Um, so you know, he comes from a, a place of, of joy and playfulness and many other things, but it's a really interesting statement, isn't it, to, uh, to kind of explore. Um, you know, the other day we were setting up um, a Sangha day here and um, we, 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 we started to get a little bit maybe too excited about moving the chairs. You know, we were pushing them across the floor and and kind of excited about the event to come. And it's, it, it was kind of unproductive um, and not respectful to the chairs. So there was something about, maybe we were a little bit ragged or something in our anticipation. So it's a great, great question. Let's keep exploring it. <laughs> Thank you for the beginning of another exploration. Thank you. Hello, Rosemary. Okay. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hi. So, um, uh, an interesting related thing happened while you were talking. Um, I got a call from the doorman and, um, I thought, well, but I had a package to be that was being picked up and it's kind of important. It's, it's a package of all my psychology books that I'm giving away based wow. on my retirement. And um, so that was important. And the UPS man was there and they couldn't find the box. Oh. And I got excited and not not us, not like watching the wonderful tennis matches. And um, I came back and, and we agreed that the UPS guy has to go and maybe boxes down there yesterday, maybe the yesterday doorman gave it to them yesterday. But mm -hmm. I came back to the talk and it took a while for me to um, let go. Yeah. And um, I'm here listening because another thing that I had was canceled. So I was so happy to be here listening. And um, so there was the interruption, but this was my choice. And I just, I could have left for longer and gone downstairs and looked, but mm. my choice was to come back mm. and try to um, find a non-energized place. Mm an even place um and i think i i got here so really it, it was my vending machine in the beautiful garden yeah. and i was finding it hard to accept yeah i i really appreciate you coming back because i think you know it's quite hard once you've got a on a trail of you know where's the box and um you know is, is it worth coming back now because i'm in this frame of mind and and that takes a lot of presence to to do it. You know, it takes a lot of presence to sit sometimes um, when we think, well, you know, it's, I'm not in a space to do that, but, but to come back, I really appreciate that. And, and what you're offering the group by coming back and, and appearing. How's it, how's it, how's it feeling now? much better especially yeah. sharing it yeah um, yeah and uh not because the main thing was what i wanted was not happening mm. Mm. what i envisioned you know my requirement for getting this box together getting the label on there organizing this the pickup was mm. not 
happening as far as I knew and releasing myself from that. Mm. There's always an option and mm. being here today versus listening to the recording later is, is mm. special and was my choice. I think, I don't know what you feel. I think sometimes to share something, it's like I'm feeling like this. Um, this is where I've been. Um, and sometimes just something happens by telling another person. Breathing Absolutely. changes, heart changes. I mean, I, I kind of feel a kind of settling from what you're saying, actually. It's kind of, it, it's, um, it's nice to hear that and, and, and to know, you know, that to be in, inspired by that practice to come back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Josh. Hi, Ed. Hi, Josh. Um, good evening, I guess. I was going to say good morning, but not how the globe works. <laughs> good, um, thank you. Thank you so much for a very wonderful um, Dharma talk here. And um, as these things always seem to work out, very timely, um, very cogent. And um, there were so many different things that you said, um, like taking something for a walk. How do you how do you respond to something? How do you hold something? Um, that frame of mind that you can take for a walk, what do you do with it? Um, being the way that I am, I I make so many notes with things. <laughs> yeah. I've got tons of paper all over and I always have a journal with me. Right. Um, because even sometimes when you get that frame of mind or that frame of reference and you take that with you, something else pops up in connection with it as you sit with it or let it sit inside of you. And, um, you know, you go from step one to step two to step five. And it's always interesting to see how that process evolves. Yeah. And um, the excitement piece, um, I'm, I'm working on something right now where there's so many flavors of excitement, if you will. Um, you know, there is that chaotic excitement, which is not really good for the brain cells. Um, but there is, um, there is that excitement sometimes just by coming to know something or to get a closer look at it. And one of the things the past couple of nights that I've been dealing with is the excitement of calmness that you get from not knowing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at um, at stars um, and just, you know, the physics with light, the fact that, um, you know, a sun or a star emits light and light travels at something like 300 million meters per second in a vacuum. Oh. And um, the light that I'm seeing now was something that was generated literally eons ago. Yeah. And the, the strangeness of that, that it, it's really hard to comprehend with my yeah. small mind um, or even with science in my back pocket uh, to see that you're looking at something which is but isn't what it was. And that not knowing, that challenge of comprehending gives a, a sense of, of calm yeah, that's really quite surprising and quite magnificent. And it leaves you standing in the dark smiling, probably like an idiot, but <laughs> I'm smiling anyway and, and happy. Um, so I love how you're juxtaposing excitement with calmness, you know, because sometimes they seem like kind of opposites, but, um, you know, they're, they're kind of really re related to in the way you're describing them. Yeah, one of the uh, ironies and fun things about duality sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's amazing how not knowing still can create an excitement and a calmness. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, f I'm feeling the wonder coming across the sea from, you know, from Hawaii, because what you're describing is, is, is wonderful. Um, yes. It's really beautiful. And, uh, and it kind of you know, uh, enhances my sense of ex what excitement is, what, um, what aliveness is. 
oh, there's it. There you go. There's a word. It's aliveness. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's imbued with energy, which has a, a particular nature of excitement about it. Well, I, you know, for years I've um, kind of worked with um, in, in activity, there should be calmness and in calmness, there should be activity, which is one of Suzuki Roshi's <laughs> teachings. And, and, you know, what is that? What is that calmness in activity? And what is the, what is the, what is the activity in calmness? And, um, and that's part of what makes the practice um, rich. Yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a constant inquiry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's constant. So uh, again, just thank you. Really, really enjoy this as always. Great to see you again. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Josh. Hey. Nice to meet you. Um, I I loved this conversation, uh, the conversation that just happened, this conversation in general. Um, I think it it really highlights uh, this feeling of curiosity being alive and and you were, I think um speaking in your in your the tennis portion of your talk um about about that turn and how that's how that's important and i think one of the as you were speaking i was thinking about my son who is a year and a half old mm -hmm. and is very excited <laughs> about many 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 things um and and sometimes you know it is my job to help him to find the calm mm. and sometimes it's my job to calm myself yeah. and uh just be with him so the two sort of examples from my time with him yesterday that that came up for me were uh he he really likes food and he really wants it when he wants it and he will literally scream uh <laughs> And um, and I find myself over and over and over sort of um, just just speaking to him about, you know, what can you do? You can take a deep breath because I, I have experience of meals being a, a calm and enjoyable uh, time. But he 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 does not he isn't able to put together the steps of uh, the food needs to cook in order to in order to enjoy it. And he doesn't have that kind of forethought. And so that's that's part of my job to teach him uh, about that that process. Right. And then I I feel that the almost the opposite circumstance of of um and in, in those scenarios, I should say, I'm 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 trying to keep myself from from getting excited, right? To to like involve letting myself be pulled into that, into his manner of excitement and instead pull him into the calm, right? Yeah. I um really get mm -hmm. what you're saying. Um you know, it's it's it, it's the mystery, isn't it, of parenthood, what you're kind of describing, I think. And unrelational parenthood. Yes. <laughs> but then he teaches me, you know, it, there then there's those those instances and I I I oftentimes after I've I've completed my work day, I'll I'll take him outside and he loves just playing with water and pouring one bucket of water into another bucket of water and um and that's uh that's such a beautiful um time with him and sometimes i find myself myself getting excited when he's not excited he's not bothered that he's going to spill the cold water all over him and it's a cold day and it's and it's you know he he just he wants to do what he's doing and i and i have to calm myself down and and allow his calm to sort of enter into my space and just let let go uh it's okay if he spills you know it's okay if he spills cold water all over himself and gets muddy and you know uh, uh whatever else uh, happens in that in that moment um i mean I, that's I, okay I, so yeah mm -hmm. so i 
you know, I've been a parent. Well, I am a parent, but I'm a grandparent and I have twin grandsons. I'm a great grandson of all, all three. Um, and I kind of, you know, I really, I kind of meeting all of what you're saying again, you know, through uh, how to kind of manage myself, how to, how to manage relationships in a way that is joyful. Um, but um, it seems that there's a constant flow and readjustment you know, required from me to, uh, to, um, to meet it. Um, I mean, I, I love, I love the energy that you're describing it with. Um, it's very beautiful. It's, it's a practice, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, the essence that there's no, that the, I have to remember that there's no uh, right answer in there, that it, that it's just a, a, a flow and a process, a constant sort of uh, process in that, in that moment. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes I have the illusion that there is an answer um, <laughs> or, or some sort of, uh, some sort of, um, checklist that, that I could go down to know when he's supposed to be teaching me and when I'm supposed to be teaching him. Uh, and, and that is, uh, that is an illusion. Um, and I think that expands toward the rest of my relationships, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, you know, for me, it's just something around kindness to myself. I do my best. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel good enough. Yeah, it's something about just making making our best effort in a in a in as beautiful way as possible and and uh, riding the mystery. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Hi Ben. Hi Josh. Hi Ben. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, thank you for that. I guess what it brought up for me is that so often I feel like I'm at the other end of the continuum mm -hmm. of awe and excitement. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the time feel underwhelmed. Okay. By, by things, case in point today. So I had an appointment, uh, a physio appointment down on the South Coast, which is about an hour and 45 minute train ride. Mm. I get to Waterloo. Trains are mayhem. There's mm. been an incident. But I still managed to catch my train seven minutes late, which was amazing. I get to Haven't, which is one stop from where I'm headed. I'm heading to Emsworth. So I change at, Ems at uh, Haven't. Mm. I speak to the station guard and I say to him, Mama, is there a train to, to Haven't or shall I get a taxi? He says, yeah, there's a train in three minutes. Brilliant. Where's the stop? First stop. The train pulls in. I get on. The guy does a lot of waffling on the, on the, over the tannoy. And it turns out that I'm on a train direct back to where I've just come from. Um, Non-stop because of all the disruptions. So it's, it's, there's no, they've, all the stops have been cancelled until it gets to London Waterloo. Oh. So, I missed my appointment. I've gone back to square one. And that feels like indicative of me always fucking up and feeling like I'm underwhelmed as opposed to in awe and excited about all the stuff that's, mm. that's kind of 
I think I'm supposed to be or would like to be inspired by and in awe of. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's a question in there somewhere, um, but I would like your guidance um, or your thoughts on uh, my experience. <laughs> well, I, I'm just tracking what I'm feeling, and I'm feeling a lot of um, a lot of care and kind of kindness towards that place that you you feel you're in. Um, there's, there's a kind of um, sense that maybe you feel you ought to feel awe and wonder. Is, is that something that you're feeling? Yes. I think I would like to feel more of that rather than being always drawn down into mind and into my preferences and into the self-centered dream of, well, this is not how I want my life to be. Yeah. I want to be at my appointment. I deserve to be at my appointment. I left half an hour before, you know, I did all these things because I know what I'm like. Yeah. Um, I miss trains and planes and that's just my, my thing. So I made conscious effort to do that and um yeah just feel very very underwhelmed by things and so therefore feel like I'm not noticing not being present about what's going on around me as as a more opposed to being stuck in my own mind okay okay so I guess anybody who'd had that experience today because it's a long way from heaven to Waterloo to go all the way back is is not going to be easy to the most awe-inspired person in the world. You know, it's kind of it's really hard. It's a day, you know, of your life. Um, yeah, I think one thing that did resonate, though, in a positive way with what you said earlier, was with uh, the the uh, Japanese gardener. Hmm. Um, and how you felt drawn to his energy. Yes. And for the first time, I've heard so much about Suzuki Roshi in these inquiries um, and the book, um, Zen Mind, Beginner's Bind. And it's the first time Flint sent a video round mm. um, of Suzuki Roshi um, being videoed. It's only a three-minute clip. But it's extraordinary. His energy yeah. is absolutely extraordinary. There is yeah. something that draws you in, which is very, very powerful. So that bit really resonates with me. So as you say that, I can feel that some of the I sensed that coming as we were, as I was saying it. I was like, oh, that's all. Yeah, that's all, and maybe it's through be, what who you're drawn to and what you're drawn to. Maybe the the opening way, rather than yeah. ideas, rather than ideas about Zen or what you should be yeah. thinking. Maybe it's yeah. kind of maybe for you it might be people because that seems to be if you if you're drawn to Suzuki Roshi. Yeah. Is that there's something happening there. There's some energy. Yeah. yeah, you see that playfulness in him. You see that wry smile that's behind every yes. statement and comment that he makes. Yes. Um, yeah, it's extraordinary. So there's, so there's something there's something there that I'm seeing in, in, in that. Um, yeah. What did you do when you were on the train on the way back? What did you do with your mind? Um, I focused it on my accounts that I'm trying to get completed um, over the next few weeks. Mm. So I spoke to the to the the guard on the on the train. He mm. said, "You know, that's 
this is how it is. We're sorry, but that's that's the the nature of the beast. Um, so yeah, um, I just focused on trying to get some work done for that hour and forty five minutes. Hmm. Oh. Okay. So you did the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you know maybe there's something around that relationship thing that you're that that it's like oh I'm drawn to this person I'm drawn. So it becomes more embodied than an ideas about Zen. Yes. Hmm. Sorry, just could you could you explain that a bit more? So do you mean to watch more videos? No, not to watch more videos. No. What? Well, you this. It, it's like be, you could be curious about what it is about Suzuki Roshi that's. Yeah. Okay. I see. So it's like yeah. maybe there's a. Yeah, what is there? Is there a question there about? Okay, why? Why yeah. was that? What? Because there's where's follow the aliveness. Yeah, and take that for a walk. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe a question could be where's the aliveness, but not as a yeah. I'm doing it or I'm not or I'm failing or I'm succeeding. But maybe yeah. where's the where's the aliveness in in, uh, in right now? I mean, I can feel the aliveness in and, and the... Yeah, well, thank, thank you. I think I am just about, just about ticking over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thank, thank you, Josh. I miss you. Thanks. Miss you. Thank you. And we have Joel. Hi, Joel. Hi, Josh. Thank you for this extraordinary teaching. I, I, I've never heard of Norman McCaig before today, and, and uh, I love that. I, I looked up the poem uh, while you were speaking of him. And it's, uh, it's a wonderful poem, but I want to really learn more. I love the example that you gave of being respectful of the chairs and getting set up for a for a. Um, uh, sitting, uh, and uh, I, I've heard Suzuki Roshi talk about that as well, and the kind of ways in which forms offer ways to moderate excitement, uh, and 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 yet, as you as you and Ben were just pointing out, there, there's a lot of excitement and share in in and playfulness in the way he offers his teachings and so on. So the way he balances that and um, I, I'm just what Melda said, what Rosemary said, what Ed said about cosmic awe and Shannon about these incredibly powerful moments of, of being with a young child. And uh, Ben, I really, you know, I, I've experienced recently missed connections where I thought I was going to be connecting with a, a group of people and, and uh, it, it didn't work out. So I really am resonating with Ben. I had to say, Ben, I hope that you and I can somehow connect. Ah, good, you just put your yeah. your yeah, email in chat. Great. Connection happening already. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to I want to ask you about the chairs. Hmm. Just what was it that made you think that there was disrespect to the chairs in the way that they were being moved around? There's a chapter in Not Always So where Suzuki Roshi talks about a group in the room above scraping the chairs across the ceiling, the floor. And he says, this is no way to treat things. And, um, you know, he goes on to say this, this is a, you know, a kind of deep practice of respect for things in all their function and beauty. Mm -hmm. and so I remembered it just as we were getting excited about putting the chairs out. And ah. I think Shirley, who's here this evening, and I lifted the, all the chairs into place. And um, it was really lovely, actually. It was quiet. It was fun. You know, there was some joy in it because we were, we were taking care of the chairs and we were getting it done, you know, we were mm -hmm. getting it done. Mm -hmm. So there was a kind of, um, I wanted to kind of respect and, and remember that teaching and, 
and um, it was, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes we think the practice begins when the bell goes, but it actually begins when you're setting up, doesn't it? As you know. So that, that was the context for it. Um, thank you. Thank you. And thank, and thank you. you for thank you. wonderful teaching. And, all, and to all who shared for wonderful teaching. Thank you so much. So we'll now have the um, final uh, chant today, um, the four practice principles. If you would join me in that, please. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for being here tonight and supporting this uh, this community. And uh, thank you to Maria for holding the the space. And I will now hand over to to her. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh, for two weeks in a row. What what a wonderful pleasure for us all and delight for us all to have you. And maybe a bit calmer this week for you, maybe <laughs> than last week. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you all so much for for being here. And if you'd like to offer Dana to uh, to Josh, um, I'll put the link in the chat. And uh, and also, if you'd like to offer Dana to appamada.org, you can also find a place there. But thank you all so much for being here. And if you'd like to continue for a further 30 minutes um, to carry on this conversation that Josh has begun, please do join me for a further 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, I'll be there and just pop yourself into gallery view and I'll be there in just a moment. Thank you all so much again for being here. Thank you.